Good. This is the Jesse Lee Peterson Network. Uh, my dreidel, 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 I made it out of clay. My dreidel, 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 I made it out of clay. My dreidel, 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 I made it out of clay. My dreidel, 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 I made it out of clay. That I learned, that's a Jewish song I learned during Christmas time from uh, kindergarten. <laughs> What's up, guys? It is Thursday, December 14th, 2023 AD, the year of our Lord, Jesus Christ, and it's 9.02 a.m. here in Los Angeles. And what will we cover today? Well, I will get to your calls if you'd like to call in. We'll have a fun loosey-goosey Thursday show. But also, um, I would like to cover that Karen Kaiser gal. You know, that Karen Kaiser woman who was on the Fallen State with Jesse Lee Peterson? I've been talking about getting to her uh, tweet during the Kate Cox pro-abortion messed up kid, you know, she has a daughter who's had, or had a daughter in her, in her stomach, <laughs> in her belly, in her womb, with trisomy 18. Uh, and the cent- she was quote tweeting the Center for Reproductive Rights, this Washington State Senator, Democrat, old, old school gal. Maybe the school shooting thing, maybe, I'm not sure. That fire extinguisher, fire extinguisher put out a menorah in Poland. <laughs> kind of an amusing story for me. I guess I disavow it. But, uh, and stop thief! Been wanting to get to this for a few uh, days here now. So, um, this uh, person stopped a Jamaican thief. Shoplifter. Right on. Like a white guy or a Jewish guy. A Jewish white guy. And of course, man, I never got to that transgender propaganda. Maybe that's a good thing. And of course, your super chats, guys. I have some super chats left over from when it was uh, Dylan Burns uh, on my show on, when, on Tuesday. So I got to get to those. I really want to get to those. Anyway, all that and your calls, guys, like I said, if you'd like to call in. But anyway, everybody, let's get right on with the show! One, two, three, four. Oh, it's the hate report. The hate report. La, la, la. How you guys doing? I am fine. I have my uh, The Hank Report La 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 t-shirt on right now, and that is the Desert Pink. It's the manly co- color of pink. Desert Pink. So you can uh, get yours by going to thehakereport.com, checking the menu and finding the Teespring link in the menu. Or teespring.com slash stores slash the Hake Report. Or the Hake spring.com, which is the real web page 
for all my t-shirts, mugs, stickers, sweatshirts, sometimes tank tops, even, even ones that fit the gals. T-shirts that fit the gals. Shout out to the gals. We cherish women here on the Hake Report. Nice. Um, so, let me, uh, let me show you this woman tweet. Psh. Karen Kaiser, this old-timer, you know, boomer, not that old, you know, relatively old, older than me anyway, Washington State Senator, she had this pro, oh, look at her. Doesn't that look like the Twitter profile of a boomer? Her, um, her portrait standing in front of a J.C. Penney or mall background, just kind of, kind of a, uh, just an abstract background behind her. Karen Kaiser, K-E-I-S-E-R, number one, with the number, the digit one, from the Seattle area in Washington State, Washington State Senate uh, President Pro Tempore. Tempore. Tempore? Tempura? And she has like 2,500 followers. Not too shabby. 488 following. Followed by Katie Triller, Katie Harms Triller, another former fallen state guest. Katie Triller, the woman who said that she was getting physically abused by her ex-husband and so she divorced and remarried another guy who's nice. But she already has children by the first husband, I think. But she's a Christian and Christian feminist gal. And Soledad O'Brien, who is former cable news person, I think. And so what did she tweet? She tweeted about this abortion thing going on. She tweeted about Kate Cox. And you know there's a term called every man? Every man just means the, you know, the everyday man. The average man. Well, she says Kate Cox is every woman. Every woman. What? In anti-abortion states that refuse to admit they are cruel and hideous ideologues who don't see how blind they really are. Well, that's false because Kate Cox is a woman living in Texas, I guess. Married mother of two living in Texas. Married mother of three, but she has apparently, or allegedly, or maybe is about to, kill her third child whom, who is in her womb. Who knows if she's killed others. And most aborti- aborting mothers already have children. Did you know that? Most women who get abortions, correct me if I'm wrong, maybe I'm wrong, but that, if I remember correctly, I heard that most mothers who kill their babies already have babies. So you're, you guys think, oh, that's a bad mother anyway. She should kill the baby because she would be a bad mother. Which, which is worse, being killed in the womb and not having life or having a bad mother, which everybody does, some worse than others, I guess. <laughs> not I guess. Um, anyway. Louis Farrakhan's mom allegedly told him that she wanted to, or tried to, abort him with a coat hanger. That's why they have the coat hanger and say, never again, these uh, pro-abortion people. Every woman does not have a child with trisomy. That's only one in like 5,000, trisomy 18. One in 5,000 children get that rare 
thing. And I don't think Trisomy 18 is necessarily justification for abortion. Unless the child is already dead and then you just extract the baby and that's not an abortion. And maybe he's going to be stillborn or maybe she. Probably a daughter. I think it's a daughter according to my super chatter. So that, no, that's not every woman. She's a, she's in a rare situation. And that's what they do. They pick these rare situations to open it up so everybody can kill their babies. These dishonest people. And this woman is a Christian. And so she's a, so that's a lie. Every woman. Every woman, you feminist. Anyway, she quote tweeted, Center for Reproductive Rights. And I, and go down to number three, because then it has a picture of that Kate Cox woman. Gal. 31-year-old married mother of two. She and her husband, Justin, sounds like a beta, is, uh, are, have sued and lost, I think, in the state of Texas. Re- Center for Reproductive Rights tweeted last week, the, f- the 7th, this is the 14th now, while we're grateful to, for today's outcome in Cox versus Texas, and actually that's not the fin- that was not the final outcome. The outcome was the appeals court, or the court said, oh, she can kill the baby in violation of the law because the law says it's six weeks, six weeks, no more abortions unless it's to save the life of the mother. And it's not to save the life of the mother. It's to save the convenience slash appease the fears of the mother. Right? From somehow, I don't know, Cox versus Texas, every day people like Kate are suffering, says the Center for So-Called Reproductive Rights, which is a lie. It's not reproductive rights. There's no such thing as reproductive rights. Center for violating the rights of the fathers to their children, right? Because women can kill the baby and the father gets no say about it. So evil. Just because she has to suffer the uh, consequences of laying down with the man and getting getting pregnant, she gets to go through the pregnancy process and have the baby. Gets to. (laughs) It's good for you. It builds character. Potentially. Unless you're the type who doesn't build character. You just build bitterness. Get better, not bitter. Ladies, shout out to the ladies. Suffering under dangerous abortion bans in 14 U.S. states. And I'm sure that there is some clunkiness to these things, I'm sure. I'm sure that there are stuff where your life gets a little bit more complicated, right? A little bit more complicated. But that's all you ever do, you females. All you ever do is complicate your lives. Kevin House is Republicans fighting women who don't want their kids is playing mama. You don't really care about that kid. You'll never meet. Stop virtue signaling. <laughs> interesting, interesting position, Kevin House. There may be some truth to that. There may be some truth to that. Plan the plan, mama. But in an in a man's world, which we want to bring back a man's world, you don't just leave it to the woman to kill the child. You don't leave it to the woman to kill the child. But there is a mama spirit going on in the so-called pro-life movement. If you get all emotional about it, you're a, every bit as lame as the baby killer emotional people. It's just that you're on, right about that particular issue. But your spirit's evil. So, fair, fair. How about the fathers who want their children? Um, these bans putting lives at risk and causing incredible anguish for pregnant people, pregnant people, 
That's a speaking of mama words. Uh, it's called pregnant girls and women. Because girls can be get pregnant from a pretty young age, underage, underage. What's the ideal time? Resident health expert, am I live on Facebook? I would like to know what is the ideal time physically for a woman to get pregnant, or a young, or girl or woman. Physiologically speaking. I get that there's an argument about uh, have it being mature mentally and spiritually or whatever. Whatever that means, right? I get that there's the argument about getting, being mature and being married and all that, those things. But physically speaking, when's the best time for the baby and for the woman's body, the baby's body and the woman's body, to be pregnant? The best. Because I want to know, is it, I'm just curious, is it 18, is it 21, is it 25, is it 13, is it 16? I'm curious. I would like to know. John F. says, I know a girl who had her first kid at age 11. John Frederick says, uh, different John, says uh, 16 to 18. Nugget Man says 16 to 20, I believe. Flat Earth Victory says 16. Charlie Church says 21 to 27. You, are you talking about physically or are you talking about mentally that stuff? <laughs> 27 laughing face emoji with tears coming out. No. Strifecast says gross. Oh, which is in response to 55555565 on DLive saying with after she ovulates or something like that. I don't know. Abortion is satanic child sacrifice on a grand scale, says John F. Yeah. <laughs> Carver531 says, how about tonight? Oh, I disavow that. <laughs> oh, Charlie Church says 27 is the cutoff. Well, Charlie Church is talking in practical terms nowadays, 21 to 27. Um, I understand that, but I'm talking about just physically, biologically. <laughs> 18 to early 20s is just a care. Yeah. And this gal is 31. <laughs> Lisa J. Lisa J. Lisa will say 90 if God's willing, says Frederick. Nice. Because she's a Christian. Maybe she's a Christian. I'm not even sure. Uh, sort of a pro provocative conversation because we've said, no, uh, boys and girls are are considered boys and girls, little kids, until 18. And even past 18, they still call them kids. We've infantilized people so that they're immature later and later and later in life until life has passed them by and they're still immature. They still think of themselves as kids. Charlie Church reiterates, yes, physically, biologically, 21 to 27. Maybe so. How old was Sarah? How old was the Virgin Mary? Kevin House says, 16 biologically sounds perverted saying it, though. Yeah, I know. I know. With this, people's mindsets. The perv think about it. The perverted culture is deeming what's perverted, you know, because Kevin Howe 
and the rest of us who think, oh, this, this talk about younger than 18 feels perverted. But the p- culture is perverted, you know? I'm not justifying one with the other. I'm just saying the perverted culture is no authority on what actually is really, truly perverted. <laughs> Wasn't Mary a kid? I don't know. I heard Mary might have been 13, 16, something like that. Life expectancy is much higher, but that doesn't change the ideal childbearing years, does it? Maybe. So, enough of that. Let's move on. It's kind of an uncomfortable topic. (laughs) Uh, But thank you, Karen Kaiser, for the content, sort of. Evil Center for Reproductive Rights. Where's the rights for the men and the children and the mothers? They don't, they, the rights only cause them more, uh, all of this, the, the rights only cause them more anxiety. They don't know what to do. They don't make good decisions. Don't give them the decision. Then it's not a difficult decision because it's no decision at all. It's no choice at all, right? Based on the facts, women are advised to have all their kids before age 35. This is jib-jab. Spoiler alert says not getting married and having children when you're young is perverted. Yeah, I know. They've, they've really messed with uh, people's minds. They being the world, the people of the world, people of Satan. Ah. Misty had her first at 20. Nice. All right. Let's get to some calls. Uh... And then I have some clips to play for you guys. And Super Chats. Remiss in not reading the Dylan Burns-related Super Chats. Mark in Los Angeles, California, is on the line. Mark, thank you for calling. What is up? Yes, thanks for taking my call. I wanted to speak about the, uh, <clears throat> the mayor of uh, Boston, this Asian woman. I think her last name is Wu. Oh, yeah. You- I, I've yeah. seen some tweets about this. Asian mayor of Boston who's married to a purportedly white person, but uh, she went to do like a whites, an only POC, no white people Christmas party or something like that? Correct. And she tried to keep it secret, but it got out and she was exposed. I don't know. She may have come out with a fake apology, but the bottom line is you could see these Democrats of any color, particularly non-white, that they will uh, discriminate against whites when given the power. She's married to a one Connor Pewarski, married in 2012. She's 38 years old. Yeah, I don't know uh, too much about who she is. I uh, <clears throat> There was a, a woman with that last name that had something to do with the uh, school district in Washington, D.C. Oh. He tried to, you know, I don't know if that's her, but right. a woman with that last name did the same, and she married a black basketball player. But that may not be yeah, the this same person. That doesn't sound like a black... He's a white male, Pewarski, P-E-W-A-R-S-K-I, and she, for some reason, did not take his last name, at least not officially. Um... Interesting. Michelle Wu. You're right. She's, she's pure evil. Um, <clears throat> so that's that. I mean, we could see the future uh, with the Democrat government 
not democratic, but Democrat with a small d, government, when they take over. The other thing I wanted to mention quickly, you may or may not have heard about it, that they were supposed to ban menthol cigarettes because they're more deadly than regular cigarettes. I don't smoke, but I think it's only more deadly, only potentially more deadly because people smoke more of it, not realizing how much of that, how much of the poison they're taking in because it goes down easier. It feels cooler on the throat. Right. And apparently, and I didn't know this, uh, Negroes smoke uh, menthols more than um, anybody else. Yeah. And And gays and women. And yes. And um, Sharpton, the tax evader criminal (laughs) and white hater, he actually went to Biden and told Biden, don't do this. And Biden listened. Yep. So they are not going to ban menthols, at least not until maybe next year, but that shows that Biden will do anything for these militants. Yeah. Whatever they say, he will do. And, and you know what? Uh, in California, they've already banned it, but a whole lot of blacks have left California. <laughs> yeah, well, the thing, one of the things Sharpton warned Biden about, that if he didn't uh, do away with the ban, there would be more, uh, you know, gardener incidences, you know, the guy in New York that was selling cigarettes on the street. That's right, Eric Garner, or whatever Eric his name Garner. was. Yeah. Right. That This is his threat to Biden. Cause yeah, because Eric Garner was selling Lucy, or was had been in trouble with police in, in the past for selling Lucy, so-called Lucy cigarettes, uh, right. illegally without, you know, so he would buy a big old pack and then sell them, at a, sell them individually or something like that. Yeah, but what doesn't make sense about <clears throat> Sharpton's excuse is that if they ban the menthol cigarettes, there won't be anybody like Gardner selling them, you know, illegally on the street because they'll be banned. Right, so but it will make sort of a black market on on some level. Well, unless they produce them, them you know, some crook produces <laughs> yeah. the cigarettes, they won't be able to do that. So, again, that was a false argument. And you know what? I think that they will eventually ban them. I think I disagree with banning them. I think I don't agree with that. But because it's like mama government. Because anyway, but anyway. Well, okay, okay, not to change the subject. Yeah. But did you do you believe do you believe parents uh, should be allowed to mutilate their children under the guise of a sexual identity thing? Or do you think the government no. could stop parents? I think from that doing that's I, I think that the I think the local government should impose on that. I don't know about a national law. Maybe it should be, but I don't know. I don't really like national the the nationals doing a law. I like I think the states should the states or local areas should <clears throat> should deem those people uh child abusers, I think. Per, on a personal well, I, I, level, if I were the boss of the world, I would say the men of the town should step in and be like, no, you're, you're not doing this. But but what do you well, say? Well, here's what I think. If they don't make it federal, you know, these outlaw states like, states like California, Illinois, yeah. and New York are going to allow mutilation of children right. to continue. You know, the local governments here have been squashed by uh, a dictator, at least in the case of California. And I'm sure New York with Oakle is not any better. Um, They will not stop the mutilation of children, even if the parents object. Uh, 
Right. So unless there's federal law, they will violate humanity and mutilate, the, will allow children to be mutilated without their parents' knowledge. So, I mean, you could call that government interference, but I think the government should interfere when it comes to saving people's lives. I don't think the government should be involved in forcing school integration. I don't think the government yeah. should keep out of those things. Right. But when it comes to saving lives, they should. But there's... Uh, but in Pardon? terms of menthols, menthols are not as big a threat to your. Say you do, say you do a menthol once a month. That's not. That's not. I don't think that's a major. Maybe it's. Maybe that'll take away from your life a little bit. But that's different from mutilating the child's body. That's extreme. Menthol. I agree. Is yes. is uh, not so. It seems extreme to ban them. To my take. But I could be wrong. Well, <laughs> Do well, a had, well, the thing is, though. I but mean, anyway, you know, I, I, I don't have a strong that, opinion about it. It doesn't affect my life. No, me either, because I don't smoke. But yeah. it does uh, affect a lot of blacks because they prefer the menthol brand, which is more toxic, according to the doctors. And if you really hated blacks, you would say, yeah, let them have all the menthols <laughs> they want. Right. So, you know, but I still don't believe I... I believe that uh, they should ban menthol because uh, it's a cost and a burden to the healthcare system when these people abuse themselves for decades and That's then go to the hospital and want the taxpayer to pay for their medical coverage. Did you hear my conversation with Dylan Burns about uh, about nationalizing so-called health care? Yeah, I listened a little bit. Did, uh, he seems to be kind of a I, kind of a commie. Yeah, yeah. He... I think he, I, I, that's my take too, to be honest. But um, in terms of the health care burden, shouldn't the burden be on the individual who does that to pay their own thing? If they can't, if they can't pay for their own health care, then they just have to physically suffer and physically die. I think I don't. I'm not for this government or local community for being forced to take care of people who refuse to take care of themselves. Well, is, that cruel? is that cruel? Is that what? Am I wrong on that? <laughs> um, I get that people yeah. mess up in life, and we should have. It's nice to have some mercy on people at times, but this yeah, is like just, going I mean, too far. This is enabling people to be ir- irresponsible with their health and lives. Okay. Well, let's take a an example of someone's in a motorcycle wreck, and they break some bones, and you know they're all messed up, and they're in their twenties. Yeah. They're younger adults. And they go to the hospital without insurance. You can't let that person die. I mean, you, and then you could bill him, you know, for the services provided. But then the problem with that is they don't pay their bill. They go into bankruptcy, and it hurts them. It hurts our economy. Yeah. And so on. So I don't know. I, I, I'm opposed to Obamacare right. on its face. Yeah. Because it does take from the people. I've talked to many people, independent contractors who pay their own medical and when Obamacare passed, their premiums skyrocketed. Yeah. So basically, they're paying for the lowlifes who don't have insurance um, and will abuse the system. So, no, I'm against Obamacare. It's communism. It's, um, it's, it's you know, forced compliance. Uh, it's, it's totally wrong. Um, you know, I'm blessed to have full coverage. You know, I worked a job where I've got full coverage and... I don't have that as a problem, but right. economically, 
that the most bankruptcies in America are because of unpaid hospital bills. Wow. Because people don't have insurance. Now, now that's, I but that's the short... Uh, that's that's the short term reason. That's not the deeper reason. Um, not being able to pay the insurance or the bills is not the deeper reason. Truly, because ha- there have been communist subversion or some type of subversion, satanic subversion of our economy, where money's not worth anything, um, our work is not worth anything, and the health. So, so-called healthcare industry has been corrupted through various means. I'm going to read about them on the super chats, to where it gets way expensive, and so stuff shouldn't be shouldn't necessarily be that expensive. We should be able to afford more with the money that we do make, and um, and then on top of that, people live pretty irresponsible lives. So we have three things going on: corruption in the economy, corruption in the healthcare world. And, corru- and, and insurance, and a corruption of the people themselves. So th- we need to fix those things, not solve it with the symptom of subsidizing people's lives. I agree. Now, just for your, just, you know, for your information, for the audience to know, Hochul, the governor of New York, just passed a law that says um, you, if your credit uh, bureaus do rate you on your credit, cannot use uh, medical bills as a way to disqualify you from having bad credit. Yeah, I saw that too. What do you think? Is that a good idea or bad? I think it's, I, th- I personally think it's bad. I know that people have, people who are decent conservative people in my chat or in Hake News chat on JLP have said that that's how it's supposed to be. I think it's kind of bad because you're not factoring in something that's a major issue in their life and their ability to afford to pay you back for things, you know? What well, do you say? That, correct, I agree. But if you get a job and the hospital keeps calling your employer to pay them because you're delinquent in your payments, bosses don't like that. Right. Companies don't like to be hassled by bill collectors. So it could, I mean, a bad credit rating could affect your ability to get a job. Right. And, uh, you know, I don't know what the answer is uh, to this. It looks like we're going down the socialist path unless President Trump steps in and becomes president, doesn't, you know, uh, and stops what's uh, going on all the way around. Yeah. And I don't know any other way to stop this. In fact, not just that issue, but just about every issue that Biden has, you know, destroyed that Trump built. Um, if, if he do, if Trump doesn't get back in, I don't think there's much of a future for the country. No, yeah. I've even heard that he's so dead set on um, giving the Ukraine our money, he's willing to affect our Social Security payments. Wow, so, really? Yeah. That's wild. That's what I read, and that could put us put a lot of people in poverty. Yeah, seriously. I think Social yeah. Security was a corrupt thing and never should have been instituted, and now and now, but now it's been here for like a hundred years almost. And uh, there's a whole lot of people who've paid into it, but they're not. It's it's no it's not real security. Well, the problem is if they cut it out, you would literally have millions of people on the street the next day. Yeah, I mean, so many people are dependent, especially obviously the elderly. Right. If they had lost that, they can't get jobs now. They're too old. Yeah. And they lose maybe at least half their income, if not only. 
if that's not their only income. Yeah. And the blacks, again, would be the most affected affected because the, for that, I don't know the percentage, but way over 50% of elderly black people collect and live on solely Social Security. Yeah. So they would be the first ones to suffer in this. Right. So it's just like the menthol cigarettes. You try to do something good, and they don't want it. You know, well, you're taking away our rights to kill ourselves. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know Prepham Paul, Prepham Paul in the in the Rumble chat says the chemicals and sugars in most of our food in America is killing more people than cigarettes. He says, are we going to ban-, ban that too? Ban booze too? You know, alcohol, beer, and all that stuff. Well, it was banned at one time. It was banned. With, I heard the women were behind that, and I don't know if it was good or bad to do that. There's a whole lot of well, the women were uh, women were uh, opposed to um, alcohol back in the suffragette yeah. era. Yeah, okay. And that may have had a hand in why they did uh, prohibit alcohol. I don't drink. I would. It wouldn't bother me if they did uh-huh. prohibit alcohol, and it wouldn't bother me if they prohibited cigarettes. Right. You know that kind of stuff doesn't bother me because I don't indulge. Nice. But it, it, it does have a big tax revenue for the government. Alcohol and uh, cigarettes. Yeah. So that may not, you know, you just have to discipline yourself to not drink, smoke, don't get into race mixing, and you'll live a good life. <laughs> nice. Interesting wisdom, man. I appreciate your call. Mark in, Lo- in Los and Angeles. I just wanted to say one last thing. I appreciate the fact that you give me a forum and allow me to speak because a lot of these truths may not get out. And I, uh, I praise you for that. All right. And, and thank you, and you have a good day. All right. Merry Christmas, man. Merry Christmas. Thank you. Bye-bye. Ooh. Greg in New York is on the line. Greg, thanks for calling and holding. How you doing? Good, hey. Hey. So, um, I don't know. You guys' shows all line up with me working, so I'm working again. I got like four minutes. Okay, go ahead. Question. I'm glad I got um, you. Yep. What's the difference between not floating away and being pulled down to the ground constantly? Uh, I don't know if there's a difference. I don't know so if... So you don't think there's a difference? Yeah, I mean, the difference between not floating away and being pulled down to the ground constantly, I, I couldn't... I don't know if I can express any difference. Well, because, you- uh, to me, it relates to... Um, buoyancy versus gravity like some people believe in gravity yeah and then some people say that you know you're more dense than air so that's why you're not floating away and uh, i kind of boiled it down to that one question um is gravity a pull or is it a push i think people say it's a pull right yeah people say that it's a pull but it might actually be a push really i've never heard this i only heard it once and uh, Bill, the engineer, is, is is nodding his head, saying, "Yeah, that it may be a pu- that it may be a push." Wow, crazy, huh? It's a pu- push and not a pull. I've never heard that. It's my first time hearing that. And then, um, yeah, you know, uh, and by buoyancy, you mean yeah. you mean you because a lot of the flat earthers think by buoyancy that just the denser things fall to the bottom, and the and the less dense things uh, remain a little bit higher than the denser things. Mm-hmm. For exceptions to the rule, I would imagine, of course. I, I could go both ways. I just know that gravity was made by, uh, or discovered, or whatever, made popular by Isaac Newton, who I hear was a Freemason. I also heard he was born on Christmas. And then I also heard, funny enough, this comes up today, but 
he thought he knew when the end times would be because, like, he looked at numbers in the Bible or whatever. Isaac Newton. Uh, well, yeah. in the words of young Albert Einstein, Newton's wrong. <laughs> but I'm, I don't know. Uh, really? Isaac Newton. No, I, I'm, I'm kidding when I say that. But young Albert oh. Einstein is a movie in which the young Albert Einstein is, is told by some group of experts that Isaac Newton said, if you're on a train going light speed and you're walking forward on that train, you're going faster than the speed of light. And Albert Einstein says, Newton's wrong. And he's eating some apple. And, uh, but Albert Einstein, I mean, Isaac Newton, I read a little, when I was a kid being homeschooled, um, I read Isaac Newton's, like, a biography on him. And it was, like, I know the, the story of the apple falling from the tree, or the, the uh, old wives' tale about the apple falling from a tree, and then he, he came up with, from that, he came up with the theory of gravity to uh, describe how That's stuff the theory. is going. Yeah. Oh, you reminded me, um, have you ever heard the album Flat Earth Man? Flat Earth Man, the album? Yeah. I, I have yeah. not. Oh my God! You would love it. You gotta listen to it. Okay, nice. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a Flat Earth Man by Conspiracy Music Guru. It's got such uh, classics as uh, Flat Earth Man track number one. It's got Don't Believe in Gravity. It's got Space is Fake, Satellite Hoax. You would love that album. Well, thank you for the tip. Is it Christian? Uh, yeah, good <laughs> question. I don't know. I I know this. Uh, the guy sings the album with a fake country accent, but he's actually British. So wow. That's all. It's probably he's laughing. mocking. So maybe he's mocking the beautiful Southerners. Mm, I think that he just didn't want people to know his real identity. Oh, okay. You know, he so he wasn't a British music guy. Yeah. So he wasn't trying to denigrate the beautiful South. No, definitely not. Hundred percent okay. not. Nice. No. Are Are you a flat earther? Um, I called the other day and I told you that I'm I'm extremely open to it. Okay, it I remember it, now. You know, yeah, it, it doesn't pull me one way or the other, like supposedly gravity, but um, I don't, push, I don't care. push. Think but, of it. I am very open to it. Cool, man. Well, I know that you have to get back to work, so I appreciate your call, man. No problem. I'll call in again, but you got to listen to that. Sounds that good. Album. Merry Christmas to you, Greg, in New York. Merry Christmas, Hake, and the whole South. Appreciate it. All right. Bye. Wow, wasn't that nice? Short and sweet. Shout out to the flat earthers. I say it's an obvious globe. Look at that. Look at that uh, horizon. How crisp and straight. Whew. That's got to be a globe because we're seeing the um, the disc of visibility on the ball. I want to get a globe for myself so I can demonstrate to you guys. I had a globe when I was a kid. Not I, but my family did. <laughs> Thank you, Greg in New York. David in Ocala is on the line out of Florida. What's up, David? How you doing, man? Good afternoon, James. Good afternoon to you. Good morning over yeah. here. Nice. Well, I want to sort of apologize for getting a little aggressive at your host the other day. Oh, my I'm guest. Sorry, You're talking about, oh, you got aggressive Dylan. and you told him, it's not funny, man. To Dylan yeah. Burns. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Well, you know, it's the, you, uh, like I said, I was at a party last night and it was real loud. So my voice is a little messed up more today. But anyway, you know, but more I think about it, the kid deserves it. You know what I'm saying? He, uh, I mean, he's just out there. I mean, he's, you know, he, he's, 
he deserves Wait. he deserves for you to tell to scold him and tell him it's not funny. A little bit, a little bit, because you know he buy he's buying into this Ukraine bull crap. I mean, he doesn't understand what the war machine is, and that you know it's just all about money. That's all it is. Oh, you know, interesting. We got no. I mean, we got no right to get into the that business. I you know, personally they, agree with you on um, the the motives are are corrupt. Uh, money, uh, fake emotional power. Feel sorry. Democ- spread democracy or protect a democracy. Give me a break. And then, right. um, and what did you say just now? Uh, no, not nothing really. I, I forget. Said that. They, <laughs> there was some the other war machine. The oh war, yeah, the war machine. The war. Yeah, because you know. No, it wasn't the, that wasn't the last thing you said. You said something else that I agreed with. But anyway, oh, yeah, we don't have the right. Um, yeah. There you go. Yeah, I think that that's... I think there's truth to that. That's... It's... Us meddling in it has resulted in more death. Well, and, and, and it's just like, you know, I wanted to talk... You know, Keith yesterday, that's a sharp, that's a sharp guy, okay? He's 65 years old. So he's you know he's you know seven older than seven years older than me. Keith and, from uh, Illinois. He, yeah, he he's exactly right. Why are the fifteen percent of the blacks trying to fix the other eighty five percent that ain't coming? I mean, and they are just evil. I mean, I just saw a video today where um, the, I I don't know where it's at. It was a jewelry store that was locked up, and they sent this girl in there to walk around inside it, and. Uh, on her way out, she she made it to where the thieves could come in. You know, they could grab the door and come in, and they come in. There's like five of them. They got sledgehammers. They're gonna come in there and smash and bash until yeah. the old man pulled until the old man pulled his gun out, and then they ran. Okay. Wow. Where was uh, this? It was on YouTube. I saw it or knew the news. It just happened like in the last little bit. And the guy, what the deal was, the guy's dog, he had a German Shepherd, and he had, the German Shepherd was at the vet that day. Okay. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, because <laughs> he keeps the German Shepherd in the store. But anyway. So, so a know, crime it, averted it, by an armed citizen w- with a gun. Did you did you see it? No, you're but you're telling me about oh, it. Oh, yeah, 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 because he had a gun. I mean, if he wouldn't have had a piece, you know, and, and, and Keith's right because um, – it's like that police commissioner up in Minneapolis saying that they didn't teach that technique with the knee deal, okay? Oh, Hot yeah, lie. that was a lie. Yeah. And then that, I think he bought up that black lady. I don't know if she's running for mayor or whatever oh. it was, but they caught her cussing real bad, using God's name in vain like crazy on tape. Uh-huh. But, she looks, but when you see her and you meet her and you look at her face to face, she's like, oh, I'm like, I'm an angel, you know? Okay. But behind the but behind the scenes, she's just laying out all this GD this and GD that and MF this. And wow. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So so Keith's right. Okay. Cool, man. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Even Joe from Phoenix was talking about these single mothers. How they're they're a lot of them. They have a bad attitude and don't want to participate in the success of their children's lives. And then they'll, and then when they are, when they are successful, despite their failure, but thanks to the, um, the good sense of half, somewhat halfway, thirty percent decent, five percent decent men, who uh, impose some level of standard on them, they want to take part in all the glory. These mothers. yeah, like what he was talking about. Yeah, where he wouldn't let them start 
play in ba- basketball and, and, unless they had Bs. Yeah, B average and, and then part- manage, yeah. do some tutoring yeah, they, and stuff like that. Yeah, and then they show up, you know, they're all, oh, all proud of their kids, you know. I mean, probably didn't even c- come and give them an apology for the way they act. Of course not. They're, but, yeah. But, hey, the, the abortion thing, you know, and you're talking about what is the age a woman should have a kid at. Oh, um, yeah, uh-huh. I would probably say the optimum age would be 25 because they could still bounce, bounce back. But uh, so is that the latest? Someone, that's the latest optimum age, or is yeah, that the er- tw- late, Yeah, because what's really, the true? What's the true bio? What's the true biological mm-hmm. optimum? Separate from their their sense of maturity, because I feel like the in the olden days, young men and women, boys and girls, were maturer at a younger age because they were given responsibilities and life was tougher right. and stuff like that. Yeah, they had to work on so the what's farm. So biologically, what would you, without getting yourself say, in trouble, <laughs> biologically. I would say back then, back then it would be like probably 17, 18 years old. And yeah. Now it, it's bumped up to like 25 because they're so messed up. I mean, you got these girls, they interview these girls and they say, what's your body count? And the girl goes, 20, another one, 25, another one, 40. That's why they want to keep abortion, okay? Because they're just these—they're getting ran through, like they say. And, Ooh, and men that's don't a little. Want, ex- men don't want, yeah, men don't. Sorry, want to uh, kids and ladies, that's a little rough of an explanation. Well, I'm sorry. But I mean, oh, it's, well, I thought it was being in code there, but yeah, you know it's what I'm it's saying. it's fair, it's fair. Yeah. It's may, maybe maybe I'm too tender-hearted like for such a, such a euphemism. <laughs> well, do, do, these college girls—that's them. They're the ones that are getting the abortions, you know. Yeah. The latest numbers are 64 million abortions. Okay, that's now, the total abortions that have been, taken place since Roe v. Wade in America. Right. Right. Okay. So you. So let's just say a third of those people had children. Okay, one child. Then we'd be up to a hundred million people that aren't don't exist right now. Yeah. Got what I'm saying? Yeah. So you know, and uh, what happened? And was, I honestly think. It, Kevin Howe and uh, and Richard Spencer and others disagree with me, but I think that the fact that they've had these abortions has uh, has affected their souls to be more cold and cruel, so that they, we have a crueler, colder, more I would even dare say higher crime society as a result. Vicious society as a result. Are, well, they've lost. They they lost a piece of themselves when they did that to yeah. them. And they, so I don't. And what they so I differ with. I respectfully disagree with Kevin Howe and Richard Spencer that um, that it reduces crime because that's as Ke- Kevin Howe would say. That's probably a hundred million more gangbangers with no fathers. He he uh, speculates. Um, I think that those well, those gangbangers would be nicer. <laughs> I would say that maybe probably like 15, 20% of that would be, you know, there'd be 20% more gangbangers. Right, okay. but there would be that many more sensible, slightly more sensible gals and guys, and the mothers wouldn't well, have their conscience seared by that Well, anyway. right, their conscience is seared, and what they're doing is they're playing God, okay? Right. right with the, because they're, you know, just but like there, the girl that... But what do you say about, Kevin, how he makes a great point that... Those of us who are pro-life, we have a bit of a mama spirit, many of us, who want to force and impose on these 
people who are for uh, are for killing their their children. What isn't well, there? A, isn't there this? Isn't there a wrong attitude? Because we're not being necessarily godly. We're getting self righteous about it, aren't we? Many times. Well, I'll tell you why. Let, let me tell you why I disagree with abortion. Okay, because I'm. A but good but example. answer me before you. before you tell you why. Tell me why you disagree with abortion. Answer me that. Isn't that true that the pro-lifers get a mama spirit about it? Well, they can. You know, they can. I can. They, see, but I they see they, they more than they can. They we do. Many of us do. We get emotional about it. We puff up. Isn't it? We get self righteous. Well, if you we try well, to impose. Well, they're killing. They're killing a baby. I know. Man, it's not right. about them. It's about us, whether we get the mama spirit or not. Okay. Well, I think... Isn't that, you said they can. I say we I say we do. Well, that's just like you saying yesterday that we all have... Calling out evil and stopping evil is not mama spirit. Not necessarily... Yeah, that's not the mama spirit, but the mama spirit is when you do it with feeling. <laughs> with feeling? What, oh, you mean with your emotions? Yeah, with your self-righteousness, your ego. With the with the puffing up, because God doesn't, he's he know he probably knows that it's wrong, but uh, he's not he's not stopping them. Well, everybody's circumstances. And we can't. And he left it to us. Maybe he left it to the men of the of society to put a stop to it, but not with this emotional pro life or oh feel so human rights mama spirit nonsense. Okay. Right. Yeah. So you want to hear why I don't agree with abortion? I guess. Besides them killing people, sure. killing a baby. All right. All right. Because because my mother had me when I was seventeen, and she had to jump out her window and run away to keep me. When you were when so she you, was seventeen, not when you were seventeen. She, yeah, when she was seventeen, <laughs> she got pregnant. And yeah. She had to run away. She came from a a uh, my my mother and grandfather on her side were very wealthy. Okay, my grandmother wanted her to give me up for adoption. And she bolted. And luckily, she turned 18 about um, three weeks after I was born, okay? And, you know, my grandmother couldn't make her give me up. But So uh. that's why I'm really against against it, because of what my mother did for me. I wouldn't be alive if my mother would have aborted me. That was one of the things that my grandmother wanted her to do you know you're too young and all this and that which is understandable you know when i got older but 17 is probably the ideal age didn't you just tell me that back in the old days right and, and biologically probably when they're working on a farm yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're not now right <laughs> you know or 58 years ago and you would hey and you wouldn't be i wouldn't be talking to you and you wouldn't be talking to me right okay and that that's the that's the thing that people what is there who knows how many smart, you know, scientists or, some, you know, whatever got yanked out of their mom, mother's womb, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so, anyway. All right. Cool, man. Thank you for the story, David and Ocala. Appreciate you, man. Hey, I just, I, I want to say something real quick, man. There's a lot of people that make nice comments in the chat. Yeah. Okay. About people. And there's a lot of people that make, you know, mean comments and stuff. And, that, you know, that's just a sign of weakness. And uh, one made this comment, and they need to be real careful. They wrote, F the Bible. Okay. Oh, uh, and they need to be careful about saying F, yeah, you F the Bible? Yeah, you F the Bible. Are you out of your mind? Okay. <laughs> but, but God doesn't care about that. You notice that? He said only blasphemy of the Spirit. He only talked about blasphemy of the Spirit. 
Because the Bible is the Bible cannot ground, the Bible cannot be blasphemed. Because the Bible is not God that it can be blasphemed. But the Spirit, if you deny the Spirit or blaspheme the Spirit or something like that, then you've then you got no sense. Well, okay. Well, hold up a second. Spiritually dead. So, you, okay. Well, uh, uh, so you're saying that the Bible? Okay, the Bible was godly inspired. Okay, God literally wrote the Bible through men. Now, if you believe that men just wrote the Bible, then yeah. But if you believe that the Word of God was divinely inspired by God, like it says, and men wrote through God inspiring them to write down every word that they wrote, then uh -huh. now you're tra now you're trampling on God. Okay, now you're you're mocking God when you say "f the Bible." Now, Not necessarily that just men just wrote it. Okay, uh -huh. which I don't believe. I don't believe that. I believe it was God inspired. And it's holy. It's righteous. It's holy, man. So you're. You're, 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 that's all. That's why. How that's about why I'm, how about this though? Men nowadays interpret the Bible in all kinds of cockamamie ways, and maybe that's why they're saying "f" as in forget the Bible. They're misunderstanding it. That's not necessarily blasphemy, man. Or they don't believe, you know, because there's a lot of people right. that, in the chat that mock God on your channel. Yeah. So it's not just one person. I mean, you got many. Yeah. Well, listen, I know you got to roll. Thanks for taking my call, and uh, have have a great day, y'all. Okay? Thank you, David. Appreciate you. Take All care. right. Later on, buddy. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Huh. <sighs> we are at five minutes till the top of the hour. Um, I feel like getting to a song, you know? I feel like getting to a song. It's Christmas time, you know? It is. So let's listen to another Sufjan Stevens song. How about? Yeah? Kids? <laughs> uh, this is Come Thou Fount of Every Blessing. It's a nice old hymn, but this, it's a rendition by Sufjan Stevens, the guy who plays the banjo and has this soft, lilting, liberal voice. <laughs> it's from the, like, 2002-ish or, or later, I don't know, 2001, 2003, 4, or 5. Hark! Songs for Christmas, or Songs for Christmas, anyway. It's about five minutes long. I hope you enjoy it, you musical Philistines. I'll be right back to your calls. There is one line open, and your Super Chats. I'm remiss in not getting to the Super Chats. And some cool clips. Be right back. Enjoy. Sufjan Stevens, Come Thou Found of Every Blessing. Be right there. <laughs> Thank you. 
Thank you guys for bearing with me through that beautiful music. My opinion, beautiful. Let's get to some super chats, shall we? Yes, we shall. Barf Boy bought a coffee. It's coming to the end of the year, and I suggest we vote for a Collar of the Year award. Interesting. Where the sensible answer would be William or Denny. My answer, my vote, is going to the dude who called you up telling you he drooled on his pillow whilst sleeping, and you didn't understand how much drool there was. That was this year. (laughs) You'll never be forgotten, brother. I hope you get your drool problem sorted out. Kissy face emoji with a heart coming out of that kiss. Well, thank you, barf boy. That's Thank you for reminding us. (laughs) So he thinks the sensible answer would be William or Denny, but uh, this person... And votes for Barf Boy votes for the drooler. Pretty funny. Um, man, I really have to get to these super chats from uh, from uh, Dylan Burns, guys. Dylan Burns. 
Someone bought a coffee saying, eliminating frivolous lawsuits. Hey, yes. Tort reform, whatever that is. I remember that buzzword. Tort reform. National competition. Uh, bring, oh, tort reform, maybe, maybe not re- eliminating it, but having it. Not sure whether he means that. Bring back national competition between the states, like Trump, like Trump wanted to do, eliminating the lines between the states. Publishing costs, publishing costs is the conservative plan for reducing health insurance costs. Rand Paul said we could get to $1 per person per month. Wow. Other than the government option, which continually becomes less efficient and more expensive, Dylan agrees with the conservatives, says someone. Wow. Interestingly, Dylan, Dylan Burns, my guest from Tuesday, who is a communist, (laughs) I call him that. Useful idiot for communism. He's a Democrat. 22 years old. Dylan points out, but he's very knowledgeable on, you know, foreign policy, history, stuff like that. But no sense. No sense. (laughs) Or limited sense. Interestingly, Dylan points out some of the problems with the U.S. federal government. Representatives used to have their own jobs, remaining home and working close to their constituents, and only met in D.C. when needed. Now they are wealthy, entrenched, and out of touch. States have abdicated their federalism over the generations. That's right. The states' rights, states' power. And we've abdicated, abdicated that to the feds over this generations, such as, that the power structures are centrally planned and managed, i.e. communism, central planning. No, you want local communities to make their own rules and impose the laws of the town. That way you can face the people who have uh, more power over your life. You can't face the, f- people, the feds, they're faceless pe- bureaucrats, and the, and the representatives are hard to reach and influence, and the, so is the evil President Biden. Even Trump, uh, as a solid of a guy as he is, you don't have his ear necessarily. He doesn't know what the issues are that you're dealing with. And he doesn't have time to deal with that. That's why it's local control. Like, anyway, continuing uh, with someone's coffee. Like all liberals with poison knowledge. That's right. Knowledge is poison many times. Uh, Words have meaning when they don't want you describing something negatively. You're using communism wrong. Yet stochastic terrorism. S-T-O-C-H-A-S-T-I-C. Terrorism and assault weapons have fluid definitions. I know, huh? But are totally accurate. Dylan, as in Dylan Burns, has strong convictions about the USA and Ukraine. He could help both by fighting on the front lines. (laughs) Oh, man. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I disavow that. Uh, (laughs) You're suggesting and dying? Because that's what King David did to Uriah the Hittite. Isn't that what King David did to Uriah the Hittite, the Bathsheba's husband? He... Had it, they had him put on the front lines and then they drew back for him to get killed. That's essentially murder. Don't wish ill on Dylan Burns just because he got no sense. <laughs> even with the la- lack of sense that he has, there are some even worse than him, I think. And, you know, anyway. Carver bought a coffee. Hey, Hake and Dylan Burns. I agree. Dylan is a communist. He proved it today, meaning Tuesday. I'm remiss in not reading it until Thursday. 
His so-called Ukraine studio equipment coming from redistribution of our tax dollars. Oh, really? Is that true? Maybe. Someone bought a coffee. I thought socialism had to do with the collective ownership of the means of production. Collective, meaning communist. Uh, communist buzzword. Hake is just throwing around the terms communism and socialism as a way of describing anything that's remotely on the left. Words have meanings. What is socialism? What is communism? Socialism and communism are the same thing, except communism is socialism at the, at the uh, I almost said at the butt of a gun, at the barrel of the gun. A butt of a gun is pretty bad, too, um, meaning socialism by force. But socialism is by force, too, so it's not much difference. Um, socialism is not just collective ownership of the means of corruption, of, of production. How are you going to do that except the government imposing that? Because the, the, the people who, quote-unquote, work for the business, they don't automatically own that. How are they going to own that? Unless they steal it or have the government steal it for them from the uh, people, who, the enterprising people who had the good sense and know-how and work and discipline to uh, make the business and, and create the means or build up the means, put together the means of production. So that's government imposing and micromanaging and meddling in people's lives at a central level. And um, the useful idiots support it. And also, it, it also does not believe in private property. And it's also... Um, doesn't believe in God, it's atheistic. It's atheist. Sorry, Lin Yen Chin. You don't need to IC at the end. It's atheist. It's atheism. All right. Maybe there's a little bit of, uh, maybe there's, I don't know, maybe there's exceptions to the rules there, I don't know, but at, but at root, it, it's atheism. Sounds like commie propaganda comment, Hake. Yeah, it does sound like communist propaganda, Hake. I agree. This person doesn't believe in God. They're using that, oh, ownership of the means of production, when in reality, communism divides and conquers. It's about destruction of the, uh, it's fake ideas of, oh, slavery is wrong. Oh, wage labor is wrong, and stuff like that. Atheistical is also an acceptable English word, according to spoiler alert, according to Wiktionary. Whoa, atheist, atheistic, and atheistical. <laughs> oh, I would join Lin Yen Chin and, and have a fit if I were to hear atheistical. But maybe I, I'll start saying that just because I find it amusing. I'm not correcting Lin Yen Chin. Lin Yen Chin corrects me. <laughs> but yeah, uh, communism is about lies. It's about divide and conquer between uh, the races, between the, cla- the so-called classes, um, and uh, it's bringing in, subverting uh, right and wrong that, with their own version of right and wrong. Satan pretends to be the light. That's how you f- fall for evil and call evil good and good evil. Nice. Thank you, someone. John F. bought three coffees. Karl Marx said communism can be summed up as the abolition of private property. You don't own your own stuff. You don't own your own home. In America, we have a communist country. You have to pay rent in the form of property taxes to the evil governments. 
Thank you, John F., for those three coffees. My close and personal friend Jib Jab had a question for Dylan Burns. Dylan, what is the ultimate outcome you're seeking by mummificating the government? The, the government. You are operating from a female spirit trying to do good, but instead bringing shame upon yourself. Yeah, so true. Very true. They're, they think that they're doing good. These do-gooders, helping people and all that stuff. He called it market failure, that people can't afford uh, to take care of themselves. They catch cancer or something like that. Uh, wrong. Wrong. It's not market failure. That's communism failure. It's already communist, and he wants to bring even more communism. That's what I say. Thank you, my close and personal friend, Jib Jab. Great super chats. Property taxes is communism, says Charlie Church. Some of that stuff that I've learned, I've learned from uh, Bill Lockwood, who comes on the Jason Lee Peterson show. He uh, would quote these people as saying, you have to be atheist. It necessarily separates you from God, this communism belief. All right, let me get to William in California, who's on the line. William, thanks for calling, man. How you doing? Hey, what's happening, man? Not hey, much. um, you see this Christmas thing Joe Biden did over there? Disgusting. Oh, Holy yeah. Somebody quote tweeted it. I think uh, Matt mm. Walsh, who's been on the Jason Lee Peterson show, he's a Daily, mm. Daily Wire now, um, it had these dancer people... Running down a in this video that I saw, quote tweeted by Matt Walsh, put out by minute, Jill think, Biden. Was that the hallway of the White House? I think it was the hallway of the White House with these scantily clad, like black female dancers, mildly attractive, but no, seemed, they weren't. seemed dirty. You need to stop that. You need to stop being scared of what you want to say. I do. No, I, do I think she was mildly attractive. Trying to protect your, your, no, 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 James <laughs> I don't want to overtalk you. I don't want you to overtalk me. Listen to me. Uh-huh. Just okay. Somebody accused you of having. Uh, no, somebody told you to have a personal phone call with me yesterday. I love your show, dude. Nice. So check this out, man. You don't have to. Mm, I know about saving your show and this little period of time we got with the Bidens in office, and we got to watch what we say. And YouTube yeah. switched it up. I got. <laughs> I've gotten. I don't know how many strikes and takedowns just in a number of just days. I've never, me personally, have never been uh, so hateful that I would go out my way to say something to one of your callers to get you canceled. I could drop a whole bunch of B-bombs on your favorite caller, but you haven't heard me do that. Right. Because I got some class, baby. I don't need to do that. And I kept telling you, stop matching me up with that fool. I don't love (laughs) these hoes. Right. I don't love these hoes. And I call she but the no, hold on, hold on. But I'm just but saying, hold on, Maze is not that. No, I, 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 I don't love none of these hookers. Dude, wait, 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 that. wait, wait, William, I got, stop that, I got to go, man. <laughs> You're going out of control. <laughs> oh no, no, no! I'm not trying to do that. But but hey, don't call I them hookers. That. That's crazy. Okay, okay, okay. But you You're... allow them to call each other names, James. I know, but hookers is totally different. <laughs> Yeah, you can't and, be. And, and, and this N-word is a children's just friendly lost show. Lost you time. Wait a minute. N word lost you time. 
And no, I cool. like the N-word discussion was funny. That's, it was good. That's, it's not even cool, man. I understand you being uh, concerned about your safety. No, but the, I say mildly attractive because I yeah. sincerely think that there's some mildly attractiveness. I'm not protecting my channel when I say mildly oh, attractive. okay, you're not. Okay, yeah. okay I'm kidding okay. around. I'm having fun. And well, in this I case... I misunderstood you, but what I said is what I said. I right. don't love none of them. But Stop you should love all up. of them. Don't pair me up. Don't pair me up because that just makes entertainment. I like news. And that's what me and you were talking about. Oh, okay. All right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't like the spat. Now, Remember yesterday you had somebody, we had a nice conversation with a gentleman. Don't agree with him on 100%. Great conversation. Oh, you're talking about Ronnie from Ohio. That's right. Yeah. That's right. He has respect. Yep. I got respect for him. Keith, yeah. great call. Yep. You know, he's got points. I'm with Keith. <laughs> I ain't helping you do a damn thing. But man, you're now you're cut. I mean, I mean, you cuss a lot. Don't say don't say damn because the kids. That's not, are not supposed to, It's a cuss. That's oh. the that is the number one curse yeah, word. You got, you because have kids when you say damn, yeah, they actually listen to my show. Oh, okay, yeah. okay, okay. So uh, like, damn is saying God curse this to hell. No, 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 no. You cleared it up. You said you do have kids. Listen yeah, yeah. To them. Right. I, so when you said that, that's fine. That's All fine. right. Thank you. Appreciate um, it. So you seen you seen this thing in the White House, right? Yeah, that was ridiculous. That's gross. That's not. That's not Christ. Doesn't seem very Christian. Even though it was Christmas themed, it's not Christian. Yeah. That's sort of pagan, and so I know these people who say, "Oh, that's a pagan holiday." I know it's a Christian holiday, but the pagans are trying to, n- not the good pagans, not the Kevin Howes or the, yeah. but uh, Shout out the to bad Kevin pagans. Howe. Yeah. Shout out to Kevin Howes. Yeah, me too. Oh. Uh, yeah, and then you, you were talking about the menthols. Yeah, Negroes do smoke menthols a lot, and I think this was, was this two years ago? I don't know if this is a state thing or a federal thing. California Mark, California, Mark and the feds. Up. Yeah, the feds yeah, want yeah. to ban it, and they will eventually, but they're putting it off for now. Okay, so Mark brought this up that's very interesting because you do know the difference between San Francisco and Oakland. One is really black and one is semi-black. Yeah, right. Okay, uh, San Francisco is semi-black, and uh, and uh, there's only Oakland 40, is there's very only black. Forty-one thousand black people in San Francisco. Yeah, so there you go. Um, I think it was two years ago. Somebody said something about that, and it's like, man, how do you gonna pull a product off the shelf? Isn't that communism? It's like, so they said, well, the, the, the I menthols, think it is. The, yeah, because it's like they say the menthol. Is more addicting, or I don't. I don't think that's. The, I don't think that's the reason, James. I really don't. I think the reason is that they know that Negroes like menthols more, and I noticed that they got them out of the stores. They were really out of the stores. If you go to anybody's store, I know. Francisco, they're out of the. It's store. all over California. They've uh, they've banned so it this statewide. Is a statewide thing. Yeah, it's statewide. And Cotton in the Middle pagans are cool, too. What's up, mm. Cotton in the Middle? Matthew of Cotton in the Middle with one T. Um, well, yeah, so you think that it's, you think they're banning the menthols to get to the, to get at the blacks? I think it's to get them out of certain towns. Oh, wow. I mean, there's, that's interesting. Uh, I, so that's your conspiracy theory. Women, gay people. And blacks. And blacks. I, I respect menthols somewhat. I'm a menthol respecter, even though I don't, I just, by that I mean, I can understand the draw of having it taste a little bit better and not 
choke your throat so bad. Mm-hmm. I get that young people get hooked on it and then they go to harder cigarettes. <laughs> if there's such a thing. Well, I, people I don't, don't realize how much they're smoking because it's so it's it softens the blow, but it's still a blow, and then long term, it's still bad. I was just talking to Sean about it. He said the same thing. It's like you know that. There's there's a di- there is definitely a difference with um, the cigarette, the menthol cigarette, the, 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 the menthol cigarette customer. Menthol is what makes it cooler on the throat. It's like the gum, the gum, ha- or uh, sometimes cough syrup, or it's got a bite. It's got yeah, some kind of bite. Yeah, know, it's from, it's yeah. it feels cool on your throat, and then if you drink water, it's like cold. Like there's menthol like, gum, um, there's menthol chewing gum. You got you know different flavors of chewing gum. You got mint. What's that? Is it on Vicks? Is it in Vicks? Uh, the Vicks stuff that you rub on your chest to smell. Is that menthol? Minty too. Yeah. This stuff is kind of minty too. Kind of spear. It's sort of spearmint or mint, but it's menthol. Uh, yeah. Anyway, I'm just trying to describe it for the people um, who don't know because I had no I, idea what menthol meant. The menthol is a, is a mint cigarette versus it, a regular flavor. Yeah, it, pull, it, it, co- it cools the throat. Right. Yeah. And it really seems like there's something to this ethnic thing when it comes to Mentos. that. Mentos. Well, I mean, those mints. Mark, just, Mark just hit it on the <laughs> nose. Most of them that smoke those things are black, gay, and women. Yeah, and, and those, those three groups do sometimes die well, sooner, I guess, well, yeah, from cigarettes. Yeah. Um, yeah. That uh, the Dylan that was a good show with Dylan and but people need to know the difference because I hear a lot of times people you know they you need to know the difference because yeah we need to kind of uh, watch the sending money overseas and all that but then again um, there's a lot of rookies out there that don't understand the dynamics of it either because I really don't put the Israeli thing with the Ukrainian thing I don't think it's the same. Yeah, I don't think I think those are two different situations. I agree. Yeah. I don't really want to fund either one of them. Like, I don't want to. I don't think that we need to. F- On that fund aspect, Israel. I do understand what you're saying as far as tax dollars. Yes, I agree with that. That's fine. Yeah, and 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 make bring these resources back home. I get that. That on that aspect, but they're two different situations. They are. Yep. You know. Um, oh, they're surrendering. And they're like the cowards that they are in in thousands right now. Yeah. You see? So how long did that last? A month? Oh, wait, 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 wait. I heard. Oh, so you're saying that Hamas is, has lost or I heard that Israel may not be doing as, as successfully as they thought that they would. That's what I heard. What? That's just what I heard. I don't know if it's true or not. Where did you hear it from? From the internet. Somebody, a reliable source on the internet. Now, I don't know how reliable, and I don't know if he's just speculating, but it, I heard that it's, they're having a tougher time than they anticipated, maybe. Well, they probably dug in a little bit more. Yeah, I mean, and, a, and that doesn't mean that they're winning, though. No, uh, no, I'm not I, saying I know, that. I know Israel is winning. Now, I, 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 I think they both may be losing, because in war, there's not always that? a winner. Because Israel may be losing people. And on the public stage, there's a whole lot of, uh, right or wrong, there's a whole lot of people who 
who look negatively upon Israel. They're accusing them of yeah, of yeah. genocide and stuff like that. And yeah, so that's a that's a loss. Whether it's true or not, if that's what people are thinking, that's at least on the short term, that's a sort of a loss because then you have less sway with other people what in the world. If you say, what, you, what you're trying to say is like in the case of Vietnam, we actually won every battle and mopped those people over there. Vietnam? N- yeah. Oh, no, very man. Badly. I heard very badly. Wait, no, wait a minute. Were you born then? No, I was not, but Thank I heard. You. Okay, hold on. Uh-huh. So they rarely lost a battle. If you talk to some Vietnam vets, um, now you do have two different things. It's called a war and a battle. Uh huh. They rarely lost any. They lost a lot of soldiers over there. Um, not compared to the North Vietnamese casualties, it was incredibly crazy, out of control. I heard but we were losing a we lot lost more. A than... lot too. We I... lost a lot. We lost a lot. Yeah, but uh, not as many as them. We. I don't we know. Politically, lost that war. I think a lot of individual soldiers lost a lot in that war. No, when you just said something a few minutes ago about about Israeli thing, yeah, you know, you said you're losing soldiers, and then you next thing you lose is support. Yeah, right, right, right. Vietnam was that kind of thing. Yeah. Now, as far as these battles and casualties and numbers, the United States was overwhelmingly. winning that part but back here at home it was almost in the same situation as we got with the with this Hamas and Israeli thing right now you know a bunch of college kids on campus acting stupid about something they really didn't I totally agree on that. The, you know what I'm saying? College, I mean, I don't know taking sides on the situation. The hippies had their point. The conservatives had their point. The Democrats, of course, were with the hippies, and they demonstrated and tore up all the campuses. Now, these kids now think that's so cool to just turn the clock back, and we can be like the 60s, and then we'll be in the history books. Mm-mm. Yeah, even the 60s. before. I think those 60s people were idiots, too, even though I kind of agree now that the Vietnam War was was evil and was wrong. We shouldn't have done it. Well, it was, a, it was to combat communism. And, right, but George uh, Lincoln Rockwell, it according to... turned into something else. According, it turned into something else. According to this historical figure who died, George Lincoln Rockwell, he was an activist mm-hmm. for the whites. He believed yeah. that the U.S. fought Vietnam in order to help spread communism, which it really did. I mean, look at... Which one, the, wait, wait, which one is it going to be? To spread communism or to stop communism? It's a, it actually, in effect, it spread it. Look at the anti-war demonstrators, a bunch who of communists. Won, who, how many soldiers did we lose over there? I don't know, but the that? soldiers who survived, the soldiers who survived didn't come back the same. Whether, of course not. Right. Of course not. Yeah. And I, I think that we, I think that we, we lost it. They lost too, but we lost too. They lost and we lost. Yeah, you're right. Because yeah. uh, the fall of Saigon. Look at the anti-war demonstration people. Those are the hippies who are the boom, yeah. maybe the boomers and older people yeah. who are running the country now into the ground, and they're communists. And they're actually kind of like doing the same thing. Yeah, they're fighting yeah. evil with evil. Because you know who they, you know where the hippies are, right? Boom, the boomers who are running the show now. They, uh, do you know where they are? You know where they are? Where? Yeah. In Congress. Some. 
Yeah. What, what do you say? A lot of them over at UCLA, UC Berkeley, a lot of them yeah. are college professors. Right. Yep. And I think that a lot of them are probably maybe seven, early 70s, maybe. Yeah. And they're the professors over at Right, Berkeley. and they're not even as radical enough for the young, dumb people. Well, well you know, Perry, which is uh, the guy that uh, we have in politics now. He was in Vietnam. Um, John, John Kerry? John Kerry? John Kerry, yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> he he was... Um, he got swift I mean, voted, right? Well, he you <laughs> could see him um, at the demonstrations with his uh, uh. uniform, had his uniform, like, uh, kind of out, out, out of dress, you know what I mean? And uh. Kind of pr- playing the hippie game a little bit, and he's at the demonstrations. Shameful. And, and right there. And now here we come into the 2000s, he's got a suit on and giving um, pallets of cash to Iran. Wow. What a hypocrite. I know, I know. Um, hey, you have a good weekend. Thank and, you, man. Um, I will call you every day and talk about what <laughs> I want to talk about because I'm going to tell you, until the blacks get out of the news negatively, I'm going to report it. All right, Y'all man. have a good day, man. Merry Christmas. You too. William in California. Frederick in Los Angeles is on the line. Frederick, thanks for calling. What's up, man? What's up, Hank? Hey. Oh, my goodness. That's crazy. What's I crazy? I ain't going to comment. Why ain't you murdered your call? You just you commented. Mean, you said, I'm not going to comment, but I you just commented. Comment. <laughs> I commented what? You said, oh, my goodness, that's crazy. Uh, I'm not going to comment. <laughs> What was my comment, though? Oh, my goodness, that's crazy. That's a comment. That's not a speci- it's not specifically addressing uh, with, with, with an argument, but it, I'm not saying it's an argument. Calm it's down, a comment. Calm there. I can hear your anxiety get high when you talk to me. That's why you talk to William so long. I don't like it when he attacks me. I don't like it. You nip it in the Me bird. neither. I don't like it I when like he attacks Maze either. I mean, either. And any man that well, for some reason, I don't mind when Maze attacks man people. Attacks a woman is beta. Period. Oh, okay. You know well, what I'm saying? I wanted you to merge our call so I can tell him that. Oh, the way he talks in his little giggly voice, I can tell he's a grown child that can't control his emotions. That like to giggle and laugh oh, and call the police behind closed doors on somebody. Whatever. So I can tell who he is, and as long as he gonna keep commenting on blacks, so I'm gonna keep calling every day too. Nice. He ain't in the black community, and his daddy babied him, wouldn't let him go into the Army, and he wanted to talk about the military that he don't know nothing about. He had to go to the school his mama wanted Lord to go mercy. to. He can't comment on black people. <laughs> I'm pulling his race card. So tell William if you want to call in. So he has a race man, card and you're pulling I'm call it? call in right behind him. His, wait, day. his race car or race card? Card. I heard him. He said, "Card, card, daddy's race car, like automobile, car, automobile car, race car." No, he ain't got that no more. He sold his daddy's race car on eBay. Are you talking about Biden or or William? (laughs) (laughs) Where did Biden come from? Stop. Anyway, let's talk about. um, Stay close to your phone. Everybody, you say stay close to your phone. Yeah, you can't hear me. Okay, 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 okay. Be on regular phone, man. You're not on speaker, are you? No, no. 
I called in to talk about the cigarettes. You, he's I'm a communist, months. so he might be lying to me. Go ahead. I'm three months clean and not smoking cigarettes. Oh, really? I was, yes. I used to smoke Newports for like 20 years. Thanks to California's ban, I'm cigarette-free, and it's the best thing that ever happened. And it's not just the taste. The study says menthol goes into different receptors in the body and makes you um, crave or feel the it's a, it's a study that they did. It's not just the flavoring that makes it icy. Pain. Uh-huh. Oh. You can rub baser rub on your nose and smoke a cigarette, and it'll be, it's not that. It's an ingredient in the menthol that hits receptors and makes you take in the nicotine faster. Oh, really? Yes, so, yes. so the government. Life, n- now, I like that. I like that attitude because there are things that the government does, whether it's right or wrong, or YouTube does, or Facebook, or Twitter, or whatever, that are I consider it evil. But you can right. take what, what whatever did they did, whether right or wrong, and it and use it to make your life or yourself or your actions better. Um, and you did that by. They're, they're banning menthols? Well, I'm just going to quit smoking then. And you're better off now. Right on. That's cool. I, I respect that. I res- yep. It's yep. a respectable communist uh, pharaoh. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah. But to each his own. And so you agree, with, you agree with banning them? Banning them? Yeah. Uh, and the government going to do what they're going to do. You know what I'm saying? And right. It ain't about how we feel about it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's but about, I'm curious what you, th- people, what like you think. What you think. caller. Wait a minute. Your first caller to say, um, I don't think, I don't care if they ban it. No, I don't think the government should be in our business. And just because I don't gamble, I don't think they should legalize. You know what I'm saying? I do think government be overstepping too much stuff. I see. But just because. It don't pertain to me. I ain't going to say, yeah, they should ban them now because I quit smoking. Yeah. No, I think people should have the right to destroy their lives. Just, you know, go ahead and legalize the crack and heroin too then. You know what I'm saying? Oh, uh, okay. All right. So you're sort of a libertarian yeah, communist. People gonna do it. You're sort of a libertarian uh, communist, but you but you <laughs> accept but you accept the, the health Nazi a, commies' actions no. but to make your life better because... You, they banned it. You, you're, they're going to do what they're going to do, and and you you're better off for it. I'm a feral anarchist Marxist. Okay, I see. Nice. Yeah, that's that. That makes <laughs> that I understand you now. The whole table over. That's turning the that's like flipping the whole chessboard over and saying, let's put these pieces back in place and see where the strongest men fall at, and we're going to see who were in this game of life. Okay. That's wow. Anarchy. All right. Yeah. Survival of the fittest. But anyway, back to, uh, nah, I ain't gonna get on him. But the cigarettes, if you buy a case in Kentucky for 1980, 1980, and mail them out here, you can make $6,000. That's a $4,000 profit for selling 24 cartons of cigarettes in a week. But I'm thinking people's gonna try to get on that 4000 a week profit, and yeah, there will be a large underground ring of people selling cigarettes. Because I just came from Kentucky. And yeah, they like six dollars a pack compared to twenty five dollars a pack. Oh yeah, there. you saw your Why grandson or something, huh? He's out here. Oh right on, man. Hey, hey, hello. Hey, little, little, yeah, hey, yeah, little we Pharaoh. We didn't get to go to church. Yeah, that's my little Pharaoh. That's cute. We went to Wonderland in South Road, uh, South Robinson Park, 
over at Rainer Park, they had snow and we fled, so I missed church. My bad. No worries, man. But I'll be there next Sunday if they ain't got nothing going on. Pull up. Driving me, driving me. <laughs> yeah, we're going to pull up. <laughs> All right, have a good one, Hank. You Thank too, you. Frederick. What a nice guy. What a nice commie. Nice pharaoh anarchist commie. <laughs> uh, man, CJ in Texas is on the line. CJ, what is up, man? How you doing? Not much. How you been? I've been well. Thank you, man. Appreciate hearing from you. Well, uh, seems like William and Frederick just don't really understand, but you're right. So there's a chemical called menthol. Yeah. Because you're like, is it menthol? And one's like, I don't know. Well, there's this flavor. It's, it's, it's menthol. Okay. Um, chemical derived from the peppermint plant. Ah. Um, yeah, your last caller, Frederick. Um, no, Frederick, it is menthol that does make it addictive. And he's like, it's not menthol. They put this other, every, all the studies. Okay. So that menthol enhances the uh, effect of nicotine. That's what I thought I heard from him was was that menthol was having and was actually part of the harmful aspect of it. It wasn't just the flavor. But continue. Menthol is the thing that gives it the flavor. Right, but it's also addictive or something. Yeah, it makes nicotine more addictive. Wow. And it's it, uh, associated with, um, like, menthol will make people just more relaxed and stuff. And it binds to the, uh, it binds to cold receptors. So it's, it uses the same uh, uh, receptors and neural pathways as like if you were to get in contact with cold water. Yeah. Your, your brain thinks of it as the same thing. Right. Cause that feels so cold. Like when you have uh, some type of like mouthwash or something, menthol, whatever, and then you drink water Oh my gosh! It's so the water is so cold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I was just uh, I could see your guest struggling with with the chemistry. Yeah, <laughs> I thought I'd just call in and set it straight. Well, I Have appreciate a good one. it. Thank you. You too. Take care. See, oh, I sorry. I don't know. I don't know if I hung up on him or if I hung up mid click. Nice. Thank you, CJ in Texas. Speaking of Texas, Daniel in Texas is on the line. Thank you for calling, Daniel. And Holden, what's up, man? Hi, James. Hey. Uh, I'm one of the dumb college kids that wants to take it back to the 60s. The <laughs> 1860s. Right on, man. <laughs> <laughs> is that pre or, or mid Civil War? So called Civil War? Or, well, Civil War is 61 through 65. Wow. So do you like that part? Or do you like after the Civil War is done? After the after, civil, after the, the killing's done, right? The the Reconstruction era is um, that's a whole other subject. It's right. interesting, but I mean, let's face it, all the good stuff happens in the war. Oh, <laughs> that, that, that's where that's where all the good stuff <laughs> is going on. And then after the Civil War, it's basically arguing about the, who really won the Civil War. You know? <laughs> wow. Yeah the the Reconstruction. Correct me if I'm wrong. Doesn't that seem sort of communist now? Doesn't it seem sort of build back better-ish reconstruction, that term? Uh, it depends. If you're asking me, um, uh, what else are you going to do? You do have to re- rebuild, sort of. But wasn't there some, like, for lack of better word, Fed involvement and in meddling in the state's rights? Uh, in, well... Reconstruction was basically 
Um, I guess I don't know what you're asking with the Fed meddling and well, states' rights. Well, kind of Build Back Better stuff is like a wolf. I, when I see think of Build Back Better, I think of Biden and the UN or whoever who said that, WEF maybe, um, wolves in sheep's clothing, let this thing be destroyed, and then we build it up in our evil image. So that's how I feel that the federal government or North did to the South. We destroyed the South— and now we're uh-huh. rebuilt, reconstructing it in a way that's, that violates the will of the white Southerners down there. And as opposed to what Let, else? Letting, as opposed to letting the white Southerners down there rebuild the way they want to rebuild, but still be under the federal government somehow. The white, the white Southerners did not want to rebuild at all. What'd they want to do? They... they um, well, many of them did Reconstruction. James Longstreet was a big proponent of Reconstruction. Oh, okay. And it's one of the reasons why he came under a lot of flack, but he came under flack by people that were unreconstructed, by people that left the country, by people that decided they weren't going to have anything to do right. with now, But weren't the there, wh- were, there were white Southerners who stayed in the country, and they wanted to run, yeah. the, they wanted to run things. They didn't like carpetbaggers, people from the no, North. No, yeah. So yeah, th- and there was there was evil things with the carpet baggers. Yeah, and then there were illiterate blacks who were getting elected to office. I think I heard, and uh, they were and just it, and they were basically useful idiots, puppets. Basically, I think that's how I'm. Pers- that's how I. That's my impression from what I've heard. They were puppets um, of the North or something. Puppets of the federal government. Well, yeah, of course. Who isn't a puppet yeah. of the federal government? I, I mean, know. you are in a country, and the country um, can tax you. No, so, but these were like illiterate blacks who were just going to do whatever. I mean, yeah. they were more. They were more. They were not. Did not have that fierce, independent spirit of the white Southerners who wanted to. Well, nobody else is going to take them, James. Right? Wait, I take mean, the positions. Gonna... I'm talking about. No, no I'm take the about... blacks. No, but I. Wait, we're talking about blacks being put in office, though. Yeah, you got to put them somewhere. They don't have to be put in office. Well, they won't go away. <laughs> <laughs> you put them in a you put them in a in a box with a desk, and you say, "Oh, you're important now." Oh, this. So you. Well, go ahead with your point. I <laughs> because this because I'm lost. I don't know what I don't know history. I would my impression of Reconstruction was that the carpetbaggers were. Largely evil. Um, oh. There may have been some white Southerners who were evil too. I don't know, yeah. but there was um, like Union soldiers who were occupying and kind of imposing different rules that were, may not have been fully just. And then there were there was this there was this oh make blacks uh, politicians and these blacks are illiterate. It, and yeah, uh, but that, that that didn't happen until much later. Oh. Because the blacks, the blacks only had one fifth of a vote after the right. Civil War. Yeah. So, so we're getting long out of the 1860. We're getting into present day stuff. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Basically, yes. Yeah. Anyway. Um, but my question was, uh, if you'd like to join Robert E. Lee in the fight for your state's rights, and I guess your state would be California. Yeah, the state of California. Um, okay. That's so my your, state. your state's rights to to have have slaves. I would be I would be for the rights 
to like abolish minimum wage and abolish the the abolition of slavery and stuff like that. I think I would be for that. Abolish the abolition of slavery. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Get rid of the abolition <laughs> because. Are you really free if you can't own slaves? Like, this is a private, a private person. What you do with the slaves is different. What you do with the uh-huh. slaves, you, you shouldn't be able to just be a murderer or whatever. Because they're still human beings. Which, I don't think that it was allowed that you could kill your slaves unjustly even back then, right? Right. That would, you would, well, I mean... Why would you? It's you, you right. spent money. You spent money on this person. Yeah, and you can get in. There are ways to get them into form. And if you if you really can't, if they, if they really are that uh, much of a problem, if they committed crimes, you have to sentence them. Right. You know, if they if they're murdering, you have to sentence them. Yeah. Um, but part part of the problem with slave ownership is putting them to work. You know, James, owning a slave is a big responsibility. I know. I, I'm not, I don't personally want one. That's too you much. Have to res- make sure they're I mean, fed I, and, not that I can't, I can't even support one. You know, um, at this point. you might need to talk I'd to probably be the slave. About, <laughs> about raising a dog and, you know, kind of get some pointers there because yeah. a slave is, is a big responsibility. And yeah, I don't even want slave. a dog. <laughs> 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 oh, you said talk to Hassan about raising a dog. Yeah, no, that's yeah because, because you know a slave is a big responsibility. You know, I would prefer to be free, but I don't want to be either a slave owner or a slave. Okay, so you don't. But want I to guess I would be closer to being the slave uh, than I would be to be the owner. I think. Yeah, well, many of many of the um, Confederates deserted because for that reason they they felt that they were fighting for somebody else's property. Right. Yep. And now, during the surrender, it, uh, there were still scores of thousands of Confederates in uniform. There was still a means to fight. Wow. But this, the surrender at Appomattox is seen as the end of the war because the last um, vestige of hope for an independent nation yeah. was in Robert E. Lee. Okay. It, it, it wasn't particularly... Uh, Robert E. Lee, you had to bring Lee to surrender, and then that would be the end of it, and that was the objective. And Grant was really the only person that Lincoln could find that would prosecute the war in a manner that would bring Lee to capture it, because Lee was was um, very tenacious. He was yeah. very tenacious. He would do, you know, he was constantly trying to find the offensive, Constantly trying to maneuver. Um, uh, When he first took over the army, people were afraid that he was going to take a defensive position that would constantly retreat because that's what they were used to. The Confederate army just kept retreating and retreating. Okay. And once Lee took over, he turned that around and he kept the momentum going. And a lot of his failures came from pushing momentum where uh, into a situation that was disastrous. And, but even still, he still had scores of thousands of men in uniform ready to fight. Yeah. And the reason Appomattox happened was uh, there were correspondences between Grant and Lee 
Richmond had already been sieged by the Federals at this point. They had watched the city burn. Uh, Lee's army of Northern Virginia had largely been dissolved from, from all the fighting. There were many holdouts in the city that um, it, it, it was it was just an absolute disaster. And the, even today, the final maneuvering at Petersburg, which led to Appomattox, the complexity of the movements and the troops and where they are at any given time uh, in those final days is still kind of a mystery. I mean, we're we a lot of scholars are, are figuring it out now. Wow! When they when they when they're comparing. But you know, we a lot of scholars focused on the major battles, the major events, right? A lot of the and the final maneuvering at Petersburg and leading up to Appomattox is kind of a big question mark on where certain people are, and there are core commanders at large stretches of campaigning that are just we don't know where they were. We have no idea what AP Hill was doing in a large portion of uh, some of these campaigns. Uh, they were often sick or. We we just don't know. They they just disappear. That's interesting, so, man. That's wild yeah. to think about. So um, and then Grant was in correspondence with Lee, but the you know the, the messaging between the armies is so hard to do. And a lot of the correspondences came down to trying to claim the dead over the battlefield. And in this same manner, they would correspond, meeting up for the surrender at Appomattox. Yeah, and this is where you know. Um, Lee kind of he gets all dressed up. It's over. Uh, he's just, he's already discussed with his um, his high command uh, what is expected. His high command in, in his final um, meeting with them didn't know what would happen to Lee. They didn't know if he'd be hanged. And and Lee said through his correspondences with Grant that he was assured that there there would not be a hanging. Yeah. And he um, Longstreet, as Lee was entering into the courthouse said we are ready to fight you know if, if if need be and lee is reported to have not have said anything to longstreet at this okay and so so the idea was even if uh if, if things weren't going to go the way that lee was expecting that they would still fight it out and but the the early in discussion with his troops was basically if you want to go on bushwhacking you know you, that's your decision but um but you know, I, I've made the decision that it's time to, uh, to to put this to an end because Lee saw that um, continuing the fight with a slaveholding republic, you know, going into what modern terms would be guerrilla warfare, yeah, uh, in a slaveholding republic just is not a reality. Um, so he goes and they go through the terms of surrender with Grant and and the the conversation not much is really known exactly what is said other than what Grant has said about it um and then maybe uh some other individuals who overheard what was said but they kind of made small talk with each other Grant and Lee uh Grant said that he remembered him at West Point when they were students and Lee said that he didn't remember Grant oh wow um, <laughs> yeah so i mean it was it was probably a very awkward um conversation you know yeah. the whole thing i'm sure was very awkward that's and interesting grant, man i think of grant, it as being this dignified thing no no um <laughs> well, well and it was already of, done like what i'm hearing about it and reading about it it was already done so i'm like they know how it's going to go but they didn't know how it was going to go no they didn't wow and, you know lee is basically facing charges here and trying to um 
uh, basically just save face, save as much face as he can. And Grant sees this as uh, I need to, I need to um, just wrap this, get this whole thing over with, because I got to get back to the president and tell him that the terms have been agreed upon. He, uh, Lee know, had Grant, Lee had to get back to the president. Uh, who? No, uh, Grant, Grant had to get oh, okay. back to. Yeah, Grant had to get back to Lincoln. the president to. President Lincoln, because prior to Appomattox, um, sur- well, even at Appomattox, surrenders are, are awkward. Right? They're 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 awkward. They're not um, they're not dressed up. They're not fancy. They're not meant to be. They're they're usually kind of fumbling, and sometimes you renege on some terms. Right. You, you, so if if I'm a if I uh, am victorious, I'm, I'm a general, and I'm victorious against another army. And I say, um, uh, yeah, um, yes, you, you can um, keep some things here, and, and but you have to relinquish these other things. And then I go back to the president, and the president says, no, you can't offer those things. You have to tell them that they have to surrender these <laughs> yeah. other things, too. Right. right? That, that stuff happens. Yep. So um, it is a very awkward and strained scenario. But, um, but, you know, Lee's army, the attrition rate in Lee's army was the worst in any army in the civil war if, if uh you went into lee's army there's a good chance you were going to die yeah and you know it's kind of like russia always, versus ukraine like they're losing people like crazy i heard both of them are yeah I, I don't know um i'm not too savvy on that yeah um but i but i know that um grant is often cited as the butcher oh he's the one that led you know all these terrible frontal assaults and it's not necessarily true and there were many times, even late in the war, where Grant was in a very precarious position as he's um, marching to into his position. And there are times when he marches through choke points, and Lee is is the all of his corps commanders are out for some reason. They're either sick or they're wounded, and he's the only person who can lead an attack. And now he's sick, and he can't muster the energy to lead an attack on Grant, which would be devastating for him. And he absolutely rails at this opportunity. And there are many instances like that throughout the final days of the war that could that could turn everything into the favor of an independent confederacy. Yeah. That just doesn't happen. But a lot of this stuff gets lost because this um, there's this narrative that the confederacy never had a chance. That's not true. Yeah. It's simply not It could true. have gone either way. I remember you telling me that in another yes. call. Yes. And uh, people have this idea that, oh, the North had all these uh, industrialization advantages. and stuff, they had, right? Exactly. They had all these industrial advantages. The North had a lot of tracts of land that they had to maneuver through. They had a population that wasn't exactly all too willing to um, to be soldiers, right? And they had um, they had unwilling um, subordinates. They were they were dealing with a lot of unwilling subordinates. Wow. The morale in the Confederacy was was usually higher than. The North, even in the lowest points of the war, um, the the South just mustered more morale huh. to uh, to continue fighting. Uh, it really was not a you know an in the bag thing for the North by any stretch of the imagination. And the loss of if you lose, you essentially lose everything. It's not just oh they have their the Confederacy has their independence now. Now you basically have no. Um, International um, recognition, huh? Recognition. Yeah, you, know, you, you, the, the, you look like a lo- a weak loser. Exactly. 
and then people it, will so, will attack when you're down. Exactly, and there were times throughout the war where Britain, uh, in the Trent Affair, um, was marching soldiers onto the border of the Union in wow. Canada, and so now you had England, and this was during the war. So now you had England that was that was ready and willing to attack the United States during its fight with the Confederacy. That's like so, that's like a lesson not to get into a war in the first place because well, anything can happen. It's like don't go to court. Don't go to court yeah. or he may take more than just your tunic. He'll take your whole uh, your he'll throw you in prison where yeah. it's kind of, settle things as peacefully and like a like a gentleman as quickly as you can <laughs> with with people. Yeah. Wow, that's that's wild, man. It's, it's very real. It's it's almost impossible to the, to imagine the United States winning its independence without the help of France. If France yeah. wasn't there for the United States, it, it would have gone a different way. I've heard and that. That's, just, that's the same thing with the Civil War. If anybody else got involved with it, it could have gone a, a totally different way. Yeah. Um, and to this day, you know, people are still contesting about what happened. You know, who is worthy of winning and who isn't. You uh-huh. know, to this day, and it's and it's all because. There were still people ready and willing to fight. There were still ardent Confederates. Yeah. And the beginning of the war and the end of the war, um, it's often contested. You know what, what is exactly the beginning of the war, and then wow. people say, you know, well, what's what's the final shot of the war? And, you yeah, know, things like that. But but it's generally accepted that the beginning of the war is when Lincoln calls for volunteers. That when Lincoln calls for volunteers after. The, the bombing of Fort Sumter by the Confederates, that's when the war starts, when there's a call for volunteers. And then the war ends at Appomattox. Yeah. And even <laughs> though there's still... There was you know, still some uh, killing going on even after that, though, huh? Ex- ex- exactly. Wow. But it was very... It, 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 Everybody it was didn't have iPhones or, or Androids. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Man. At, and in Lee's army, you had... Uh, various states, and you had nor- the North Carolinians were all in Longstreet's uh, corps. You had the Texas Brigade, Hood's Brigade, the, the famous Texans that were feared. They were in uh, the Army of Nor- Northern Virginia. They were in uh, Gettysburg, and they were they were one of the ones in Pickett's Charge. Um, John Bell Hood is you know the, the famous fighting Texan, promoted to division commander um, at the end of the war. Um, he, he was a striking, handsome man, blonde hair, blue eyes, six nice. Foot- something six foot two wow at the end of the war um an absolutely broken man absolutely broken he was wounded in the leg and wounded in the arm and what what the last um things said about him in the war was that he was seen sobbing in his tent wow just a a totally broken man man wow i appreciate the history lesson daniel in texas okay i'll let you go all right merry (laughs) christmas man you too bye bye This has been the Hague Report, guys. I gotta end. It is true. It is over. We gotta catch American Anchor maybe at noon Pacific time today. Joel Friday TV was uh, two days ago. Church with Jason Lee Peterson Sunday. Women's Forum next week, I think. Uh, Enjoy another Christmas song. Sort of. Sort of a hipster Christmas song. This is from The Evaluation. From All I Want for Christmas Compilation 2004 Luco Records, Full Beards, Angel Wings, Car Doors, and Department Stores. Adios, America. 
catch you tomorrow, hopefully. Bye. Hey. Just before it's on the list of too many diet dinners and cigarettes and aim for far too long. Kind of nice, huh? There's the jingle bells. Mildly Christmassy. Bye, Karen Williams. Thanks, Bald Man 54. We flipped on long days and late nights. We lived for far too long. If I can't tell you what I want, I'll tell you what you don't know. And if you don't know, you can't know what I know. The truth you don't know. Adios, America.